those beers were cold. <laughs> they were the crisp. beers were cold. They were crisp, and the bitches were bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We appreciate you being here, Stephen Jordan, on, on yeah. our on our little project. Really appreciate, appreciate y'all it. having me. Yeah. When would you say was probably the first time that you started playing sports and being an athlete? Um, my first sport was baseball. I started playing whenever I was four, and that's when I really took an interest into into sports, and I realized that this is what I wanted to do, and then I. I played soccer. <laughs> I played soccer growing up, believe it or not. And then I never played football until junior high. And then I played football through high school. And I, like I said, I played baseball since ever I, since I was four years old is whenever I started my journey. But I realized whenever I was maybe 12 years old that I think baseball was a sport for me and that's what I wanted to do. There was one time where someone asked my dad, like, how come, or how is, how is Steven doing this but my son can't. And I think my, what my dad told him was, does your son practice throughout the year? And they said, no. Like, the glove just goes into the closet. And they wait for the next season Yeah, again. they wait for the next season. And, and with me, thank God I had a, my dad. Every, every day he'd get, he'd get home from work, and we'd go to the field. So that glove was never in a closet. Like, yeah. if anything, it was a two-week break, and that was it. Um, but that's what it takes to get to the level you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah, and like I said, like, I was talking to Nico earlier this week, and... I think it took me a while to realize like the amount of work it takes to even a lot, dude. to even compete at the next level. Like um, a lot of you have to have a good work ethic. Yeah, for sure. Like you have to. You, you have gotta to be, love. You gotta love the grind. You gotta love the grind. For you gotta sure. be part of the process. You gotta trust the process because obviously you know you had like ups and downs. Yeah, like, everything for was sure. always sunshine and rainbows for you. You go to a game. You get like you give up, like three bombs. You, you give up RBIs all the left and right across the board. And, it's like, how do you come back from that? Most kids want to quit. Yeah, you, I mean, stuck, you stuck to it. There's, yeah, like I said, there's times where it's just like, me and my roommates talk about it all the time. Like, I think, I think that's one of the funniest parts about living with three other guys that are baseball players. What is the if, funniest part, Steven? If, <laughs> we have we have some days where all of us, where it's inner squads, and I'm the only guy on one team, and the other three are on the other team, and it's just like kind of like a what's up? Like, we don't even talk to each other all day because we know we're about to face each other. Then there's days we're all on the same team. We're hyped about it. We're like, yeah, let's go, let's go. We get back, like, three hours later, and all of us are pissed off because we did horrible. So we always say, like, baseball is a game that when you're doing good, you feel like you're on top of the world, like yeah. everything's right. But when you're doing bad, you're just like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? But I think that the good ones feel that, and they, and they dread, and they stay on that topic, but... The great ones are able to just, you know what? Like, it's a game. Like, I did bad. Shake it off. There's tomorrow. There's tomorrow. Like, I, like uh, Coach Mike Reese would always say, the, you, you can go up to bat three times, get on base three times out of ten at-bats, and you're going to be, uh, be a Hall of Famer in, in baseball. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. But if you're a quarterback and you throw three interceptions out of ten throws, you're horrible. Get out of there. Yeah. Sounds so, like me. So, like, obviously, you know, a little kid, you, like, you play a lot of positions and stuff, right? When like when did, how long did you like, did it take for you to know that you were gonna be a pitcher? That's what you want to do in college, and that was like your main focus. Like when did you start figuring that that out and why? James Lita, man, he's the reason for that. That I realized it. There was a like I said all through junior high, I hit, I played short, and then I went to academy my freshman year, and 
talked to Coach Martin. He said, we're going to find a place for you. Obviously, you're going to be on the mound, but we're going to find another place for you. I was like, all right, sounds good. Remember our first high school scrimmage, <laughs> I, I went to the wall, and I looked at the lineup, and I saw my name. I was in the six hole, and then I saw number nine by it. So I was like, all right. So I went up to him, and I was like, hey, Coach, I'm 22. He's like, no, son, you're playing right field. <laughs> right field. <laughs> I was like, I've never played right field in my life. He's like, you got it. Like, it's a scrimmage. You're all right. I was like, all right. I go out there. You know, in baseball, and you say, please don't hit me the ball. They're going to hit you the ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So Always I'm, I'm there in right field, first batter. John Cantu is on the mound. and First pitch, here comes a pop fly to right field. I'm like, here we go. I look in the sky. I remember it right now. I look in the sky. I can't find it. I don't know where it's at. By the grace of God, I just throw my glove up and I catch it. It was horrible. It was an easy pop fly. Sandlot style? Sandlot style. Sandlot style. <laughs> I, I catch it. I get in the dugout. Coach Martin says, you're not going back out there. It's like, all right. <laughs> so I think the rest of that year, I stayed at second. But obviously, you know, um, when I went to select ball that summer, I had a long talk with Coach Lita. Like I said, I've been with Lita since I was 11 years old. And he told me, you know, like, you're going to stay playing positions for me. But once you get to your junior, senior year, like, you're probably just going to P.O. And sure enough, uh, I got to my junior year with select ball, and that's when he told me, like, all right, it's time. Like, you're just going to pitch. Yeah. I, I would still get a couple of bats here and there just to get ready for high school season, but in select ball, I was mainly a PO. Because people uh, want to see you pitch. Yeah. That's what you're known for. Right? And then, you, like, there's, all, there's always that chance for injury when you're on the field. So that's whenever I kind of knew, like, you know what? Like, I would, I would strike out hitting with, with Lita, and he'd tell me, it's all right, man. They're not scouting you for hitting. They're scouting you for pitching. Shake <laughs> yeah. it off. Like, all right. Like, fuck it. All right. And then I see Bobby in the stands. Like, come on, man. I'm just like, I'm there to pitch. So that's when I realized, that's when I realized uh, I'm going to be a pitcher. Yeah, my junior, senior year. Do you, do you hit a lot of fungo when you're at the college level <laughs> for being a pitcher? <laughs> yeah, that's always a battle. I mean, the first ones to practice are the ones that usually get to hit fungo. So we always try to get there early to try and take a couple swings. But, I mean, there was one time this year where... Our, our pitching coach was hitting Fungo, and so, something happened. He had to go get something on the bus. So he just drops the bat, and I was catching for him, and I look at the bat, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> coach Middleton's like, all right, swing it. I'm like, here we go. Started swinging it in front of the other opposing team, and my first one was horrible, man. Was I was like a line drive, or what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so threw, the, threw the ball up, and I thought I was, I guess, swinging for the fences. I hit to the outfield, almost knocked out an outfielder. And the second one was a dribbler, and the shortstop kind of got pissed off. He's my boy. He's like, come on, man. Thought you hit in high school. I was like, all right, all right. So then after a couple swings, I figured it out. Started hitting, yeah, you, you started hitting fungo. You guys had to get in the groove. Get in the groove of things. Well, <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't picked up a bat in a minute. I had not picked up a bat in a minute because. But fungo is different than swinging a regular bat. Oh, yeah, bat. for sure. Definitely for sure. Different. And I didn't know that. I had never swung a bat. Because you could put backspin on it, you could top spin. Like, yeah, we can yeah, do whatever yeah. you want. Like, so it's like, like coach, it's craft. Working our craft. coach Middleton, he goes, uh, whenever I catch up for him, he's like, how many hops do you want to see? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, how many hops do you want to see? I was like, Five. And he can do it, man. He can do five hops. He can do one hop. It's, it's impressive. Bro, that cat's probably been hitting fungos. For us. He's a ever. dog. It definitely takes talent and time for that shit. What are some other schools that, like, were looking into you for baseball? Because you were talking about going on visits and stuff. So uh, who else was looking at the Stephen Grimes? That, that's the thing I always tell everyone. Everyone always like, oh, how many offers did you have this and that? And I was like, not a lot. Um, it was a lot of texting, a lot of emailing, yeah. a lot of back and forth. Um, Olu was there. Um, there was some junior Shout out colleges. Chris. <laughs> Shout out Chris. Shout out Delgado. Miss you. Um, who else was there? I, I would email uh, Prairie View. But yeah, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of like schools reaching out as much as I would do emailing to schools. I would email schools, and it was just 
like I say, it's competitive to play college level. Yeah, so Tammy, you had been on me for a while, for a minute, and I was like, you know what, like, that's good. Go where you want it. That's that's what I tell everyone. Um, go go where you want it. Go where the coaches text you. So yeah, those those are the schools that were kind so, of talking to me. What I want to ask you now, on top of that, is like when you have like programs, different colleges texting you, emailing you, like visiting you. Um, obviously, they try to get to know you. Try to get to know the coaches. So what are you looking for in your head? Like from on the aspect of like who's who's gonna be your coach, your coaching staff, like how do you like how do you decide like okay this is what I want this is like where I want to go like this is where I'm yeah. more, this is like I'm gonna feel more comfortable at like what do you what's that how's that thought process? First off was of course going on visits like there were some places that I visited and it was just like no, and then when I got to Laredo I saw the campus I saw literally they call us the U and it's a U everything's close like you don't even need to drive around campus it's nothing like Tamuco, where it's bigger, because Tamuco is way bigger. We're in the same division, same conference, everything. But Laredo's a lot smaller. So I was like, you know what? Like, this is tight knit. Like, the, I think it was 50 students to one teacher ratio. So, like, you know what? Like, that's going to be good. Like, you have to look at academics, academics. first. That's the, that's the main thing. And then also, I remember looking at the rosters a lot. I, I looked at to see how many seniors they were going to lose, how many pitchers they were going to lose to see, oh, am I going to come in and make an the impact? The best shot you can make. Yeah, or, get or, or am I going to come in and get redshirted? And then one thing also is people. a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go to this school because of a coach. I want to go to this school because of a coach. But a lot of the time, coaches leave. So, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's business. It's a part of business. So if I was to give someone advice, I'd say look at the academics, one. Look at the tutoring services that they have. And then look at, a, look at the class size also. And then look at the roster, most importantly. Look at the roster and see your opportunities. Little segment. That we're bringing in hashtag of the week. Hashtag of the week. Hashtag of the hashtag, week. Hashtag, bring back karaoke Wednesday. Karaoke Wednesday. Bring back karaoke Wednesday. Nigga, what happened when you went to karaoke Wednesday? Nigga, tell your story about the last time you went to the Luau. Bro. What happened after? So, so I'm there, right? We're pre-gaming before. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Happy Dads with Edgar. Shout out Edgar. Shout out Edge. Edge, San Antonio, baby, living it up. Um, oh, <laughs> We get to the luau and it's chill, bro. Like it, we're not, we're not, we're not doing anything crazy. And then I got my my homeboy Johnny uh, to buy shots, and me and him were going back and forth. And then I see someone who I went to school with a long time ago, and their friend. And they start buying shots. Well, next thing you know, I'm like eight shots deep. Let me just say. Real quick, on some of those shot rounds, I was not involved, but I knew that y'all were going crazy on the shots, and I put myself in that situation to get shots. And it doesn't take much for Nico to get fucked up. It was insane. Anyway, back to the story. Sorry. I was about eight shots deep now, and I'm aware of where I'm at. Like, I know where I'm at. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Nico was going crazy. He was screaming at me and AJ. But there was a moment where I kind of lost it. Everything got loud, and I couldn't hear shit. And while I was talking, I start yelling, and I go, everybody, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Everybody shut the fuck up and turned around. He was talking towards, like, AJ and me, and, like, we were like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I'm sorry. Because, like, he didn't see everybody turn around, and, like, he didn't mean it that way. But everybody turned around, and we were like, hey, Nico, chill out. (laughs) I was like, oh, it was so loud, bro, in there. I couldn't hear myself. 
So I shouted. That's and... probably when the music stopped too, huh? It's oh, always the worst fuck time. Yeah, fuck yeah. The night the karaoke died, whenever Nico stopped going to the loo. <laughs> and then, bro, next Bring thing. Bring back you know, Nico. Next thing you know, I'm on Bub's back, getting in the back of the tailgate, <laughs> trying to get back to an apartment. I don't know where I'm going. I they wake just up. Hold him in the tailgate. Wake, wake up in my evil style. Wake up in my friend's apartment on the couch. I'm like, fuck. Evil style. Shout Steven. out for H. It is a good talking point, but yes, Steven, we used to go fucking crazy like that. And that, yeah, that was whenever the Luau was popping. That's always something I I would, I would tell Nico, like, like send me videos, man. Send me stuff like that because sometimes it would just be like, go to sleep early, wake up early, and then I wake up and I see y'all, and it's like, man, like, as an athlete, right? As as an athlete. So yeah, hard. you're getting your shit together. We're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that something like? I guess I can kind of build off of that. Uh, what are some things that you wish that you could have experienced? That being an athlete, like like you, you kind of didn't have the time to do things like that. Like, I mean, obviously you just touched on that right now a little bit. Yeah, like there's there's times where, like like I say, like all three of y'all, y'all are my brothers and stuff, and it's like I wish that I was here to like be with y'all. You don't and, mean like, that. <laughs> like I like I wish I was here to like to like be with you all and stuff, but half the time that I'm I'm over there in Laredo and I think like that like the first year like I was saying that I it was a culture shock. It was a culture shock because I wasn't around y'all. And it was just um it was hard and then, like as an athlete, like we got five thirty AMs almost every single day of the week. That is true. And then on, on Saturdays grind. they're like, Oh, Saturdays y'all can or Friday nights y'all can come out because Saturdays y'all are gonna be free. Nah, Saturdays we got community service. So every week at the college athlete, you had community service. Yeah, every uh, week that's, though. Like for what? Like, that was the thing y'all, y'all's program just does. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that, is that all in D like D one D two? No, 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 no. It's just something that programs do? whenever Coach Middleton got there, he he wanted to in, incorporate it, get us in, involved in the community. That's so, good though. Yeah, so that's that's something that we do and uh, something that the community has started to appreciate. So I just feel like I have missed out on on some opportunities like to go out and. Have fun, but you know, like there's like I like the way I see it. There's there's always there's gonna be priorities. time for that. Yeah, there's always gonna be time for that afterwards, and so yeah. If you could give your younger self advice, <laughs> what would it be? Man, if I could give myself younger, I, if I, I can't even say that because how how much like that I've been thinking about that these past couple of days actually. Um, we went from funny to serious real quick. Uh, going into this. And going into this year, actually, earlier, like a couple of hours before this, I was working out, and I realized mid-workout, I was like, this is my last summer workout ever that's meaningful as an athlete. And I remember uh, Nate told me earlier in the year, and Anthony Ramirez told me earlier, he was like, you've been saying that for two years, that this is your last summer workout. I was like, nah, the, but this is it. Like, I'm out of eligibility. I'm out of everything. Um, if I could talk to my younger self, I would tell him just, you know, like, you think you're the guy, like you think you're it, but you're not. There's always going to be someone out there that's better than you. There's always going to be someone out there that no matter how hard you work, how much time you put into it, how much effort you put into it, they're going to be naturally gifted more than you. So keep working. Like you're never going to be the guy until you're actually the guy. Like when you make it to the, like when you hear your name on the MLB stage, like you've made it. But until then, just keep working. Like I said, there, there's been years where I go into the season thinking, like, I'm going to be the guy. Like, like this is it. And it just it just smacks you in the mouth. Like, it, like you're not going to be the guy. Like, if you're not, you didn't work hard enough. So I think, like, telling my younger self or talking to my younger self, I would just say keep working. Like, you think you're good, but no, nah, you're not. Like, you're, you're not him yet. My, my first college coach, his name was Coach Chewy. 
uh, were there playing LCC, and I was a freshman, wide-eyed freshman. It was our first scrimmage against LCC, and he, he comes up to me. He's like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to scare you, but it's nothing like high school. I was like, what do you mean? And he says, in high school, you got to focus one through five. He said, six, seven, eight, nine, more than likely, they're not going to hit. And most of the times, that's kind of true. He was like, in college, every single person, one through nine, is going to be your one through four in, in, in high school. And they're going to be your all-staters. They're going to be your all-Americans. All and I was like, you know what? Like, you're right. And at the time, as a freshman, I, like, I thought about it, and I respected it. And I was like, yeah, like, true, but I can compete. And then you just go through the years, and, and you realize, like, you, like, I think it's taken me each, each summer I go back or each summer that I train, I work harder than the summer before. Like, like there's times that my mom's like, yeah, Steven, yeah, stay home, stay home. To. But you have to. Like, there's never a time where I'm like, I'm there yet. And when you think you're there yet, you're going to get smacked in the mouth. Like, there's, 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 no, there's no chance that you're not going to get smacked in the mouth whenever you think I'm the guy. Because, like I said, you, you're, you're never going to be the guy until you're actually him when you walk across that stage. So, so that's what is, I would tell my younger self. Just keep working hard, stay humble, and don't let, don't let success get to you. Don't. Bobby and Juanita. Shout out Bobby and Juanita. <laughs> Shout out Bobby and Juanita. Uh, how much have they impacted your life, and, and would you say they impacted your career on raising you? Man, I, I owe my whole life to them, um, obviously. But they're, they're, they're the reason I'm sitting here today. They're the reason I'm still playing college ball. Um, they did everything for me. Like you said, I'm the only child. So everyone always told me growing up, like, are you spoiled or this? And I was like, I'm spoiled with love. Um, they didn't always give me everything I wanted, but they gave me everything I needed. Um, they're, like I said, they're the reason I'm here today. Um, yeah, they're everything to me. Uh, I do everything for them, and I can't thank them enough. If I could, I'd go on and on, but... This podcast would be about three hours if I kept talking they're, about them. They're really good people. That's man. good to hear, man. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they raise you really well, dude. It's good <clears throat> that you really appreciate your parents. Uh, you said you're the only, you were the only child. Was it hard being the only child? Yeah, it was. I mean, when I was little, I didn't really realize like what it was being the only child. But as I started getting like four or five, and I wanted to play catch with someone while Bobby was at work, <laughs> I used to. I, I remember I used to set up a set up the couch as a, <laughs> I used to set up the couch as a bullpen. One couch had had all the balls and buckets and I'd throw the other ball into the couch and I, I would tear the couch up and that's how I knew, I should have known then that's how my mom was gonna support me forever because I was tearing her couch up and she didn't even care. But yeah, growing up as an only child, it was kind of got boring, but then I met good people like y'all and y'all became my brothers and took it from there, man. There you go. So you say this is your last year, Steve, what, what are your plans after, after you leave Laredo? Uh, after I leave, I'm going to try to get into Border Patrol, DPS, something like that. Um, that, that. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm going back for my... I'm currently in my master's right now. Master's in what? Criminal justice. There you go, baby. Learning the law. So I'm, I'm trying to get my master's in that. But you know, like, how we always have that one calling that we know that we're meant for. And I always feel like, yeah, DPS and Border Patrol is cool. Like, I, like that's my dream. But I always feel like after that, I would love to just coach. E even, e even with being a Border Patrol, like once I establish myself, I would love to just, you know, open a facility, um, train kids, because that's what I love doing. I love doing that. So God willing, everything goes as planned, and we'll see. So, yeah, that, those are my plans after this. After this year, 
It's crazy to think that it's all over after this. You become a real man. Become a man. No more mama, no more dad. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you're a man. You're a man. You're the man. You're, you're the man. man. You're a good man. You're a good guy. What I want to ask you though, real quick while I'm closing this out, how does it feel like real quick just to like knowing that your last like time pitching in Kingsville at the college level also is going to be at your last time, like the field that you grew up playing with like in high school? Ooh, that's good. That's a good one, man. Um, quick story. There was actually last, last uh, not last season, but the year before, I thought it was going to be my last time playing in Kingsville. Um, I thought I was going to graduate and, and be done. I never thought I was going to continue my master's. So, you know, I, I, I soaked it all in. I thought that was going to be the last time, and I, I appreciated every moment of it. But now that I know, like, now that I know that this is going to be my last time coming to Kingsville, I'm going to enjoy it even more. Um, going to soak it all in. Going to soak, try and get every picture I can with the people that go and support me. And... Um, yeah, just just soak the moment in because it, it, it's going to mean more than I think any any of my teammates know that I'm going to be able to come out to Kingsville and pitch on the field that I pitched four years in a in high school and be able to do that at the college level. It's going to mean something to me. So, yeah, it's well, Stephen, we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on the pod, giving us your time. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. We wish nothing but good for you. Appreciate it. We're we're rooting for you down here. Uh, if there's anything you want to say to the people, go ahead and let them know. Uh, just would like to say thank you all first off for having me out here. Uh, it was it was fun. I, I'd never done something like this, and I and I, I wish y'all the best. And I'll continue listening to this podcast, of course, to see the fun stuff we said, and then continue to listen to y'all in the in the future. And to everyone out there, uh, thank you all for taking the time to listen to this and. Whenever we come play Tamuk, I hope to see all, all of y'all out there because that'll be my last time playing here in Kingsville. So. Yeah, Shout out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate y'all, man.